Hello world and welcome back to FG Central. Theory is here and today we're going to be doing a wrap up of DreamHack Montreal and we're going to be covering Super Smash Brothers Melee and Smash 4. But before we get to that, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who've been supportive and thank you guys for being understanding. I am aware that there's a huge lapse in time sometimes between when the tournament happens and when it's covered. And since I'm doing this pretty much on my own right now, uh, you know, I have to do analytics and I have to do research sometimes. I have to make sure my notes are good and I have to watch all these tournaments. And sometimes I simply can't watch them all live, but that's okay because the idea is to grow the team and then, you know, grow the staff and grow FG Central. And then we'll be able to cover these tournaments much faster and more thorough, things of that nature. And, you know, you guys have been very supportive and very understanding. And I just want to say thank you. And I appreciate each and every one of you who've been supportive since the beginning. And to those of you who are new on board, thank you guys as well. We'll continue to grow and I'll continue to bring you guys all of this tournament and fighting game action and anything else regarding uh, fighting games and the FGC in general. Um, you know, some amazing stuff to look forward to in the future. Um, as this uh, develops, you know, I'll keep you guys updated on things that are going to be happening with the future of FG Central. But for now, let's get into these games. And let's start with Smash 4, um, as this top 8 occurred first. Um, and for one thing that I noticed about this tournament, first of all, Shoutouts to all of the players. They all played great. Um, they all did so well. I thoroughly enjoyed watching these. I don't get to see Smash 4 as much at high level. Um, I'm always watching a lot of other games. But when I do, I thoroughly enjoy some Smash 4. There were a lot of 3-0s. I think at one point there were like three back-to-back 3-0s in this top 8. It might have been two and then one after a match. But I think it was like three. But the thing is, um, there was nothing free here. You know, um, these players are ridiculous. Some of them I'm familiar with. Uh, or I've at least heard of, and some of them were new to me. But let me tell you, I enjoyed watching these tournaments nonetheless, man. This was an amazing, amazing top four. and um, Top eight, sorry about that. And getting right into it, our very first match, um, we started off on the loser side of things, so these are crucial matches. You know, uh, these players well aware that if they lose here, they're out of the tournament. And we start off our first match with Anti versus Captain Jack. And the, I'm um, sorry, Captain Zack, actually. I say Captain Jack. Um, and the thing is, um, these guys have met before. Um, I do believe they're about 3-3 three and three in total games played. And man, oh man, this match was crazy. Um, there were character switches for pretty much every game, um, you know, Captain Zack did take it in the end, but there were character switches like, uh, like crazy. Um, it's like Anti 
just couldn't seem to, how can I put it? He just couldn't seem to adapt with the characters that he was uh, trying to throw out against um, Captain Zack's Peach. And, I mean, he started with Mario, which I think Anti is known for. I think that's one of the main that Anti is known for. But in game one, uh, we start off game one with Peach versus Mario. And Captain Zack takes that. And then we, we go to game two where... Um, basically after Captain Zack pretty much, uh, dealt with Mario, that was a great little, uh, Super Mario matchup, um, we go to Meta Knight. Now, this was interesting, um, because I'm not as familiar with Meta Knight in Smash 4, I was just thinking about the Brawl days back when I used to see people play Brawl competitively and the, 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 you know, the complaints about Meta Knight in that game. Um, he's pretty normalized in Smash 4. This was my first actual time seeing Meta Knight and it just didn't seem to work. Um, a lot of boxing going on, just a lot of trying to get those hits, but Peach has the ability to stay out of the range that Meta Knight is deadly in and basically control neutral and control neutral from a range that Meta Knight just can't do anything. And uh, Anti was, it was definitely showing because Anti was having a hard time trying to get those hits to convert to anything. But once again, um, we see uh, that he um, can't do it with uh, Meta Knight. So for game three, we get Cloud. We get the Cloud pick. And, uh, you know, this is where things kind of started to pick up for Anti. Because I am not familiar with Cloud in this game. I've heard a lot of good things. Um, I, you know, I've seen Cloud. Um, you know, I have friends who play this game at high level and I've seen them with Cloud and I know that he is dangerous once he gets limit break. And lo and behold, Anti did get a limit break um, in this match. And he was able to actually, if I remember correctly, that was the uh, point where he uh, took the game because he actually did take this third game, taking us to a game four. And... You know, you would think if you took two games off, um, you'd be comfortable sticking with that character. But I guess Captain Zack wasn't. And what Captain Zack uh, decided to do, of course, he knows more than me. Um, maybe he just knows that Peach isn't good against Cloud in this game. When I do play Smash, um, I'm always excited to see Peach. I think I've mentioned this before. Because when I do play Smash uh, casually... Um, you know, I do play Peach, you know, um, she, she's been one of my, pretty much my favorite character since Melee when she debuted, and then in 64, it was Samus and, and Jigglypuff, and then Peach and Samus and Melee, um, Peach and Zero Suit Samus and Brawl, along with Samus, and then, um, in Smash 4, it's Peach, Zero Suit Samus, and, um, Rosalina. So, so yeah, I'm always excited, but once again, he knows more than me, and he figures, okay, for this, I want to switch, and that's where we get 
Bayonetta versus Cloud. Now, Bayonetta, from what I hear, is the problem character of this game. You know, similar to Cammy currently in Street Fighter V, or, you know, similar to, like, uh, certain characters in other games where there always seems to be that one character that is the problem character. And the meta is focused around how do we get past this character. And supposedly Bayonetta, I mean, since her debut, when she came out as DLC, I've been hearing that Bayonetta is the problem character of this game. And people pretty much develop meta on how to get around Bayonetta. That's how crazy it is, um, you know, uh, for this, um, this matchup. And, um, I do, um, believe because, uh, the score ended up being 3-2 in favor of Captain Zack. And, um, Bayonetta did it for him, you know, of Bayonetta, um, was a, he was able to close out the set with Bayonetta, and unfortunately, um, Anti did go out with seventh place. Now, here's the thing. So, I'm not the biggest uh, Smash person, but, you know, I've talked to people, and basically what they tell me is which time before a certain patch when she first came out used to be the biggest issue. Which time was just way too strong. And they've normalized it, but the utility is still there. And in addition to being able to combo um, at any part of the stage, being able to get crazy conversions, um, all, like Allstays, Antics, plus Witch Time is uh, a killer. It's it's a momentum killer. It's it, It's just to that level. And if you have the momentum, that's a momentum killer. And that's what I hear um, from, you know, people that I've talked to about why Bayonetta is so strong and why people basically struggle against her so much. So, I mean, I don't play Smash competitively, but if I did, I would hate to be on the wrong end of, you know, Bayonetta. But good showing the anti um, you know, making top eight, DreamHack Montreal, stacked tournament. I mean, really, really awesome tournament. Um, and, you know, I'm sure he'll be back next year to do some damage, you know. But moving on, we moved on to the second half of Loser's Bracket where, who did we have for here? We have Esam going up against Mistake, Okay. Now, um, this this was uh, an exciting one. Um, these two, from what I hear, um, you know, have history together. Um, mistake, you know, uh, well known. Um, I believe both of these two um, have met up before. I don't remember if it was at DreamHack or after or or not, but. Um, Mistake is pretty high in these up in the player glo uh, global rankings. He is actually number six in the um in the player glo uh, global rankings. Um, nothing to look down upon, nothing at all to look down upon to be number six in this game. But the thing is, when you're in top eight with other top players, it's like they'll consider that, but 
it's not scaring anybody. Um, <laughs> you feel me? It's it's not uh, scaring anybody. And, um, you know, Esam himself, no joke, number 21. And when you consider how many people play this game, <laughs> when you, when you, um, you know, when you consider how many people play this game, it's like 21. And, but once again, it's nothing to look down upon because yeah, um, I wouldn't want to go up against number six in the world. I wouldn't want to go up against number 21, <laughs> you know, uh, playing these guys. But once again, that, that is a big difference. But when you're in top eight playing these guys or when you're in top eight playing against your fellow peers, that's not scaring anybody. They're taking that into consideration. But you got to remember these guys have played each other um, before. And Esam... Pretty much, in my opinion, from what I saw, Esam is like the premier Pikachu. See, I see a lot of Pikachu in Melee, but I don't see a lot of Pikachu in Smash 4. And Esam, man, like, you know, this was one of the first matches that really had me going. For that reason, you know, that type of stuff really, really does, uh, you know, get me. And seeing, um, you know, Esam's Pikachu just really, really, um, you know, entertained me. Um, I, I know that, and I'm sure you guys will correct me if I'm wrong on this one. Um, I know that a lot of characters, their Smash 4 counterparts, just for system reasons in the way the game is, aren't as strong as they are in, me in Melee, right? Relative to, once again, the different core mechanics of the two games and I think Pikachu's no exception but I had no idea personally that Pikachu was this strong in Smash 4. I mean Esam looked great. So great in fact that this was our first 3-0 of top 8. The first of many by the way. Um, this was a 3-0 and Esam did take this tournament. Um, leaving mistake um, in seventh place, which once again, at a tournament like this that's so stacked, um, you know, it nothing to look down upon um, for seventh place. But that was a dominating performance from Esam showing that, yo, you know, I might be number 21 in the player global rankings, but um, when we're here in this top eight, man, we're equal. We're both here on losing side top eight. And that ass is mine. Okay? So, <laughs> that's pretty much how that is. Now, we move on to the winner side. And we have PG's very own Panda. <sighs> I always forget if PG is Panda Global or Panda Gaming. I know that there's two. And I think it's Panda Global is the one that sponsors uh, players. Um, and uh, MVD sponsored. I don't remember if Ally is actually uh sponsored or not. But um you know, we have Diddy Kong versus Mario. And um and uh, this match, let me see, was this a 3-0? Oh yeah. Second 3-0 in a row. I told you guys that um there were a lot of 3-0s in this tournament. And um, Allied would take this one. 
um, I was confusing ally and anti at first in my mind when I when I'm looking at my notes here and I see ally, I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on here? And I'm like, oh no, that was anti. <laughs> so once again, some of these players I'm familiar with, and some of them I'm not as familiar with. Um, I'm gonna once again, as FG Central grows, get some people who know way more about the Smash tournament scene than I do, because I don't get to watch Smash Four as much as I would like to. But goddamn, when I do, I enjoy it. And um, this was three O Ally, um, second three O in a row, and. Um, the next one might also have been a 3-0. Um, you know, that Diddy Kong. <laughs> that Diddy Kong, uh, you know, is a problem. Diddy Kong, I remember early on in this game's uh, lifespan, Diddy Kong was, I think, one of the originals. Um, Diddy, Diddy Kong used to be the problem character, very similar to Bayonetta. Um, when the game first came out, I remember a lot of people saying, yo, this character is mad broken. And the funny thing is, while Diddy Kong is still strong, the meta around that character has changed. Like some of the things people used to do, they've opted, uh, they've switched out for a different, like kind of, for lack of a better word, shenanigans um, with this character. Because I remember, um, you know, Banana Peel always being a strong thing. The, I remember the setups for Banana Pill being a little different, you know, and I may be wrong. I'd have to go back and watch some of those videos from like, what, late 2014, early 2015. Um, but I remember the setups around that being different than they are now. So, you know, but um, seeing Mario um, twice already in this uh, top eight, um, I don't remember if there was a character switch or not. But seeing Mario in this top eight twice already, wow! Um, I had a home, I had a friend. I have a friend who plays this game competitively, and one of the first pocket characters I remember him picking up was Mario. And I just, once again, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's my ignorance, but I don't remember Mario being as strong in past games. And I'm talking about from '64 till Brawl. I don't remember Mario being as strong. I don't remember him being a popular character choice, main or pocket. But now I'm seeing that, forget secondaries, I'm seeing people main this uh, character and, and really get it in with him. That is uh, a sight to behold, because I, I personally like Mario. And Melee, of course, you know, I don't know if this is the standard character to default to, but back when I first played Melee back in the day, I just started with Mario just because. You know, I was like, well, I mean... Yeah, I'm new to this, so I might as well start with the poster boy. <laughs> you know, because I played Melee, actually. I I might have played Smash 64 back when it was a thing. But I don't have many. I don't I don't recall. I think Melee was my first Smash game. Um, You know, on the 64, we were playing Mario Kart, <laughs> you know, a lot. Um, Like I said, I might have, but the one I definitely know is Melee, and I think that was my first one. So... Now, moving on to the other side of winner bracket. So, here's a here's a player who's new to me, who's uh pretty big especially in Canada, repping Canada up here in Montreal. We have Supergirl Kells versus Larry Lore. And man, oh man, oh man. Um, I love watching this young lady play. Larry Lore is a beast. I mean, anybody familiar with Larry Lore 
um, you you know that uh, he's a beast. Um, you know, and I do believe he took DreamHack Montreal. Um, let me. It depends. I, I don't remember. I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm not gonna spoil it on who won this tournament yet. We'll get to that in a sec. But it was it was the returning champion. So, and I do believe it was Larry Lord. But let's talk about Supergirl Kells. Um, you know, we, you know, we know Larry Lore is a beast. Actually, he 3-0'd Supergirl Kells, um, here. So, um, and, you know, Supergirl Kells representing Canada. Um, you know, we have Sonic in this match versus Fox. Fox is a deadly character. No matter what Smash game you're playing. Even if you're playing Smash 64. Fox is a deadly character ass character man he's fast he has mobility he has a myriad of options to get back on the stage he edge guards great um he goddamn, he works he works well with platforms without platform this character is ridiculous so no surprise but supergirl kells bringing out a character that um i have never seen in top eight before sonic and this girl, Sonic, is absolutely ridiculous. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Like, I, even though it was 3-0, once again, none of this shit was free. Um, her mobility is great. Um, her edge guarding is great. Her, um, her knowledge of, uh, her options to get back on the stage is great. Um, man, she plays good on a myriad of stages. My introduction to this young lady was, was just... Um, great, and she played pretty good throughout this top eight, um, as well, um, you know, she did get sent to loser's bracket here by Mr. Larry Lore, but you know what, I mean, who better to lose to <laughs> than Larry, I mean, the dude goes hard, and Fox goes hard, perfect character for him, by the way, okay, so, now we have our top six, you know, and, um, we move back into the loser's bracket, for our next set of matches. And now we have. Captain Zack versus MVD. Okay. And. This is where. And um, our third. Uh, 3-0. <laughs> by the way. Actually I think it's our fourth. I think it's our fourth 3-0. MVD will go on to take this 3-0. Um, man a lot of 3-0's. It's so weird because like I said. There's a lot of 3-0's. But none of this shit was free. Um, you know, Captain Zack will go out at fifth here. Uh, which, you know, it's odd. Oh, so sad. Bye-bye, Peach. <laughs> I love seeing Peach um, in top eights, man. That's why I like watching Armada play. Um, you know, so much in Melee. But um, so many 3-0s. I don't know if I've ever seen this many 3-0s in the top eight ever. Like, I don't think I've ever seen this many 3-0s. <laughs> In a top eight. But um moving on to the second half of our loser side bracket. This would be losers quarterfinals at this point. We have Esam going up against Supergirl Kells. Great match. One of my favorites um in the uh in the top eight so far. So this is gonna be Pikachu versus Sonic. And and this was a run back. 
Um, actually, so supposedly, well, not even supposedly, actually, um, Supergirl Kells earlier in the bracket, um, is the one who sent Esam the losers. So he was, of course, waiting for this run back. For those of you who are new to this, let me tell you guys, when you get sent to losers by somebody and you, you're, if you know, like, that it's a possibility you'll run into them later in the bracket, if you fight your way back from losers, you want that run back because there's two mindsets. There are a lot of people who say that it's really difficult to beat someone in tournament twice. But there are people who believe that, like, nah, if I did it once, I can do it twice. But just know that that person who you sent to losers is hungry for that run back. They're always hungry for that run back. And it showed because we have a 3-1 here in the favor of Esam. Pulling out the work. This was so fun. Pikachu versus Sonic. Such a fun matchup to watch. Um... You know, I, I, you know, I didn't watch a lot of high level, um, brawl. Um, it wasn't like, definitely wasn't for me. <laughs> um, you know, unless there was a peach, you know, on the stage or like a zero suit Samus or, or a Samus, but, um, Sonic, you know, was in that game and I don't think he was very popular in high level brawl, but seeing Supergirl Kells play, you know, even though she did lose this set, she plays so well. And this was such a fun matchup to watch. And the reason why is because you have two characters who are really fast and who have a lot of mobility options. The ability of these players to control these characters at such a rate where they're all over the screen, they're zipping and zapping, but still have control of what's going on, what to use, what options are available to me when I'm in this position. This is what, in my opinion, makes Smash players like geniuses to me. This is the type of shit that really, really garners my respect for Smash players. Like, you can't pay for this type of thinking you can't pay for these skills this shit takes work and experience and grinding like you you just can't pay for this type of shit and that's the reason why this particular match uh captivated me so much if you guys are wondering okay and um i'm i'm not going into too much detail here guys because i have two games to cover so, after Smash 4, um, you know, we're going to go right into Melee. So, that's kind of why I'm not going too, too into detail. I'm just giving you guys my thoughts on the matches from what I remember and um, how they how they pretty much... Um, and, and in games like this that I don't get to watch that much, um, you know, I am going to let you guys know, like, this match I thought was so great. And then I'm going to definitely tell you guys why. Um... But yeah, so now we have our winner's final, um, which is Ally versus Larry Lore. Okay, and um, one I don't know if there was any more 3-0s. We had those three or four back-to-back 3-0s, but uh, this was a 3-2 in the favor of Larry, sending Ally to losers. Um... And Ally uh, would be sent there, still in the tournament, waiting to face the winner of Esam. And who else was in? Um, 
who else was in loser semifinals? MVD was also in loser semifinals. And um let's see. Um so this was one of those matches where it was a reverse 3-0. So for those of you who don't know, in a best of five set, there are situations where there'll be a player who'll be up like 3-2. And in this particular case, um, MVD took it, but it started off not looking that way at all. Um, Esam was up. I mean, Esam was up two games. All MVD needed was just a jolt of momentum. He just needed one spark of momentum. And in game three, when when he was damn near down and out, he got the last stock off of Esan. And from there, he it was it was a wrap. He took that momentum and ran with it. It went from being 0-2 in Esam's favor to 3-2. In MVD's favor. That's what we call a reverse 3-0. Okay. And um, you know. Esam going to go out at 4th. And MVD. Going to move on to losers finals. In order to face off. Against Ally. And I was wrong. <laughs> I was absolutely wrong. I said there were no more 3-0's. Uh, no. There was definitely a 3-0 here. Ally. Um, take took it 3-0 over uh, MVD, and um, he'll go out in third place. Um, losers final, I do remember still being a great match, though. Um, generally, when you make top three, it's 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 bittersweet, cause you know the last thing you want to do, right? If you go into winner side top eight. Is is like it kind of sucks when you make winner side top eight, but you go zero and two in top eight. So like you get knocked to losers and then you lose again. Oh man, that 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 bittersweet feeling of like fighting your way back from losers bracket or through losers bracket and making top three, and then not winning losers final is a bittersweet feeling. You're happy you made top three, but it's like uh, no. <laughs> it's like you're happy you made top three, but no, you definitely um, you know, want to get back into grand finals, even if it's on loser side, because the hope is there. The hope is definitely there that you could do it. But we're gonna have our grand finals here, and it's Larry Lore versus Ally, and there was no bracket reset, none at all. We had our final, and I think. Fifth, three zero, Larry Lore, Ally just couldn't get anything going. Um, you know, I I this match I do remember, and Larry Lore was all over him. That fox man, that damn fox, god damn that fox man. You know, Ally just couldn't get anything going. Um, I don't remember if he switched from Mario. To someone else, but Fox was just all over that ass, which is what Fox does. See, so the thing is, in in this game as well as in another in, in other games, if you can if you can force Fox to play at your character's pace, 
um, you know, using your character's options, then generally you can get a handle on what Fox wants to do. That's kind of your goal. Your goal is to try to force Fox to to play at your pace because if Fox is moving the way Fox players want to move and if he's controlling that space the way they like to control it, then they're kind of going to be all over you. And that's just kind of the idea. You know, they're going to be all over you. There's not really going to be much that you could do in that situation. So Larry Lord takes it um, for a second year in a row. Um, Ally, congratulations on second place. And congratulations to Larry Lord for being the two-time back-to-back DreamHack Montreal uh, champion. You know, um, great tournament, great top eight. Check it out when you guys get a chance. Um, I'm glad I checked this one out. I'm glad I was able to see it. Um, and with that, guys, that wraps up the top eight for Smash 4 for DreamHack Montreal. Um, thank you, guys. I'm like, you know, I have my notes in front of me, and then, you know, I got to zoom in sometimes to read them, um, so on and so forth. And, you know, um, and, you know, sometimes I got to check them out before I speak just to make sure I don't misspeak. I want to make sure you guys get the proper information, um, you know, and I zoom in just to make the text a little bigger. Um, but I, sometimes I got to speak, you know, I, I want to read it first before I say it. <laughs> you know, I want to blur nothing out and then be like, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so thank you guys for bearing with me um, here. And we're going to move on right now to another top eight that was hype as Fuck! God damn, yo, these Smash Top 8s, man. I'm gonna have to start watching more Smash, man. This shit is incredible. I can't play the game competitively for shit. Don't ever ask me to do that. Fucking get wrecked. <laughs> but I damn sure enjoy watching it. And uh, we had some great, great Smash Top 8s. And um, funny enough, these are some of the first tournaments where I actually see them start off with the loser side. Most tournament Top 8s that I watch, they do winner side Top uh, eight first, then they do losers, and then um, then they uh, then they do uh, losers again, and then they do winners finals, losers semis, losers finals, and grand finals. So these two Smash tournaments, both uh, the first, some of the first ones that I've seen, where they do the losers bracket first, then they do the winners bracket, then they do losers winners, and then losers losers grand. So. Not a big, big deal, but I just found that interesting. That was just uh, something that I've noticed. So, okay, right off the bat, we're in the loser side of things, and we have true. We have uh oh my god. So let's see. Oh, we have the boy Trulium going up against La Luna, um, and this was Marth versus who did uh. Who did Trulium use? Trulium used Falco. Falco over Fox. I'm always... I'm always curious about why in Melee people use Falco over Fox. But um, from what I hear, there are differences. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just... Maybe it's because I've been seeing... Um, so many foxes dominating melee. 
I just have this stigma that I've created in my mind or this theory that Fox does better in every matchup <laughs> than uh, Falco does. So when I when I saw, but um, from what I hear though, uh, Trulium also has a pocket Fox, and I think he did pull it out in this matchup. But at the end of the day, it was three one La Luna. Um, with Marth, of course. Um, I don't think I don't think La Luna used anybody else in this tournament, and um, Trulium got seventh place. Um, but yeah, I think La Luna. Well, no, it. Um, I think he has a pocket Ganon, and I think at one point he did pull out uh the Ganon, if if it's the player that I'm thinking about. But I don't recall him using anybody else in this tournament. But Marth, and by the way, this is actually my first time seeing Marth in a top eight for melee. But from what I hear, he's been strong. From what I hear, Marth has been that character. Um, it's just that he never really got the chance to shine until I think it was Zane was the one who recently beat Hungrybox um, with Marth. And uh, this player, Zane was making specific tech for the Jigglypuff matchup because Jigglypuff Hungry um, Hungrybox's Jigglypuff in particular gives people a lot of trouble. Um Hungrybox, if you guys don't know, um he's the player who's uh you know considered to be the number one melee player in the world. I mean he's considered to be the greatest in the world. And I mean top eight should be this guy's middle name. His name should be Hungry Top Eight Box because Pretty much, he's he's synonymous with top eight, and yes, he is in this top eight on winner side. But we'll get to that a bit later. So, moving on um, to our next match, we have we have Moki going up against Tusain, and um, this match would be. Who did Moki use? Oh, another fox. <laughs> Get used to that, guys. There's a lot of fox in this in this top eight. So this was Fox versus Jigglypuff. Um, and this was our first trio of this top eight. Um, fox, of course. Now, here's the thing, though. This one isn't exactly... It's, it's it's one of those, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. It's like your girl walks in, catches you cheating. It, it's not what it looks like. That's what Fox and Jigglypuff is. Fox and Jigglypuff is the your girl walked in and caught you cheating matchup. It's not what it looks like. First of all, congrats to Two Saint um, getting seventh place, making top eight. But um, Moke, um, as Fox, um, did a great job. But this is the matchup where you would think like, okay, it's Fox. So it's almost guaranteed. Not necessarily. Jigglypuff um, being one of the characters that has the tools to actually make Fox, just like I was saying earlier, and it applies in this game as well, make Fox play at her pace. Um, Jigglypuff just controls so much of the stage, man, in neutral and uh, when you're off stage. She just controls so much, man. She's like a little control freak, that girl. That little Pokemon. Um, the little Puffball. And 
From what I hear, she gives all the space characters, basically Fox and Falco, from what I hear, she gives the Spaceys um, a hard time. So it's not like, you know, you see that matchup and you're like, oh, it's Fox, so it's free. No, Jigglypuff being one of the characters that uh, um, has a slightly easier time dealing with the uh, Spaceys. But let's go over to the winner side of things. Once again, guys, we got two games to cover here, so... Just giving you guys slight, slight details, the important stuff. Um, you know, we're not going to be here too, too, uh, too, too long. But let's talk about the boy Hungry Box. Okay. Going up against Ryan Ford. Um, this was a, another Jigglypuff Fox, if I'm not mistaken. I do believe Ryan Ford uses Fox. But... 3-0 Hungry Box. Now, get used to hearing that in this topic. The reason why I say that is, and this is not unheard of, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong, but I doubt I'm, I'm, I doubt I'm wrong. This is not unheard of. I think Infiltration has done this before in Street Fighter. Get ready to hear 3-0 Hungry Box a lot in this uh, during this top 8 uh, breakdown and overview. Hungry Box did not drop one single game the entire tournament. Hungry Box did not lose one game. He came close, as you'll see when we get to grand finals. But Hungry Box did not lose one game this entire tournament. All of his matches were 3-0. And I don't know if outside of top eight, if Smash um this does twos outside of top eight but all of his games um were twos and threes like he didn't drop a single game the entire tournament and you guys wonder why they call him the best in the world so ryan ford getting sent to losers still in the tournament though so not as much pressure but now Last year's DreamHack Montreal champion up next, um, going up against uh, another player who he's ran into quite a bit. We have none who is the returning champion from last year's DreamHack Montreal going up against Hugs. Now, this match is going to be Captain Falcon. Versus Samus. Hugs, pretty much the premier Samus player. That was exciting to see. Love watching some Samus. And um, this was a fun matchup to watch. Um, I'm going to talk about that in a sec. But first, guys, understand it was 3-1-9. Um, no surprise there. Uh, basically, um, how can I put this? Captain Falcon is one of those characters that, uh, I, at least for me, I don't see much. And I feel that he's one of the most, most fun characters to watch in Super Smash Bros. Melee. <laughs> um, so seeing him at this level of play just wowed me. Um, similar to back in Smash 4, similar to um, Supergirl Kells' Sonic. And 
Nunn just has it on lock. I mean, he pretty much has it on lock. And I think Nunn is the cat player who I was thinking about who has the pocket uh, Ganondorf, by the way. Um, and once again, at some point, he did use it. And it might have been in this match against Hugs as Samus. But um, this was a fun match because these two characters... Um, Samus is really hard to kill in Smash games. Um, the thing is, she has to earn her damage. But in return, she's really hard to kill. So it's like you get you get this nice balance of, you know, this character's strength and weakness. But Hugs just makes it work so well. He knows when to throw out the beam whip. He knows when to pop off on those charged shots. And he knows how to get back to the stage. But there was... There was one point in this match towards the end, and it's so funny because shortly before this happened, the commentators were actually talking about this. It's almost like they heard them or something, like um, like uh, none heard them because they were talking about one of. The, okay, so for those of you who don't know who aren't familiar, Samus's down B is a bomb drop where she drops a bomb that explodes. And that will do damage to the opponent, um, and it'll bounce. Uh, but it and it'll bounce them up along with Samus if she's in range of the bombs. And when you're really far off stage, one of the techniques that Samus players use is they do a bomb drop, and it launches her up. This way, you don't have to use your up B, you don't have to use your jumps. You do this, you keep this going until you get back uh, to the stage. You use, you utilize the bomb drop. What the commentators were saying, and this is this is definitely true because I've heard this before. One of the things that players are doing is if they have Samus on a last stock, or or even if she's not, in order to get that stock, which is very important. In any fighting game, you do what you have to do to get that round. And in Smash, the stocks are like rounds. And what you could do is you can go out and you can actually take the damage from the bomb. It's not much. It's like 6-7%. Um, you take the damage from the bomb, which will prevent her from being able to utilize that as a recovery option to get back to the stage. And and then, you know, you might take a little bit of damage, but you just took a stock off of Samus. And on the last game, during the last, uh, during Hugs' last stock, Nunn did exactly that. The thing is, he didn't do it once, he did it twice. Because the first bomb, um, she didn't, she wasn't, the stock wasn't gone yet. She was still living. So he, uh, so Hug tried to do it again. He tried to drop a second bomb, and... None was not having it. He he took the damage from that bomb too and took that last stock. It was so high, man. It was so good. It was so good, man. I I thoroughly um enjoyed that set. So once again though, Hugs not out of the tournament. Um gonna drop down to losers bracket um here and none moves on to winners finals, um, uh, which is great. Um so, so yeah, and um, I think I don't know if none or Hungry Box was the favorite to win this. I mean, Hungry Box being the best in the world. I don't think he was at Dreamhack Montreal last year. Um, if uh, I'm not sure, but you know, none being the returning champion, um, that was that I was looking forward to that. Once none made it to 
winners finals, I was looking very much forward to that matchup between none and hungry box. But now we're gonna drop back down to the losers bracket to watch uh quarterfinals. And we have Moki versus Ryan Ford to start this bad boy off. Um Ryan Ford, man, not his day. Going pretty much 0-2 in top 8. He lost 3-1 to Moki. Um, you know, Ryan Ford going to go out 5th place here. Um, I would have liked to see him do better. I think he's a great player. But Moki, just way too good. Um, playing his ass off uh, this entire tournament. <laughs> you know, um, making it do what it do. And then on the other side, we have Hugs going up against La Luna. Man, La Luna was on fire this tournament. He 3-0'd Hugs. And Hugs is a strong-ass player. Shout-outs to Hugs. Congratulations on fifth place. Hugs is a strong-ass player. So, first, La Luna to 3-0 him. Um, man, La Luna was just on fire this tournament, man. Just making a tear through loser's bracket. I'm actually curious. I don't remember if they brought it up during the tournament, but I wonder who sent La Luna to losers, man. La Luna was on fire this tournament but now we move on um to our winners final which is like i said i was looking so forward to this hungry box versus none but you know what i already kind of told you guys um hungry box was on a tear now here's the thing none like i said is the returning champion of uh dreamhack montreal so you would expect that he going up against Hungrybox, even though Hungrybox is the best in the world, that he would put up one hell of a fight. And I mean one hell of a fight. Like he would, you know, make it a nice uh, competition. He would make it nice and competitive. That simply was not the case. Hungrybox quick 3-0'd him. This shit was kind of free. It was a situation where, like, it wasn't all four stocks. I do think one of them was a four stock, but we'll talk about four stocks when we talk about losers finals. But it was ridiculously fast. <laughs> These three games went by so fast. Like, I, it was, it was crazy. It was a quick 3 0. Because you guys already know, like I told you earlier, Hungrybox didn't lose any games this entire tournament. But this 3-0 stood out because this shit was fast. Like, I don't, I don't, like, <laughs> I can't even make a relative uh, statement to how fast this shit was. This shit was Tech 9 rapping fast. You know, Bone Thugs and Harmony flow fast. Like, this shit was quick. Um, You know, not to take anything away from none. Of course, he's the uh, former champion for a reason. But, uh, <laughs> that was, uh kind of crazy it, it caught me off guard so now we move down to loser semis which is la luna going up against moke and uh, another 3-0 back to back um shout outs to moke fourth place la luna man he was just on fire with this marth man like yo like i'm gonna have to pick up marth <laughs> if i ever start playing melee randomly <laughs> Start trying to play competitively, knowing damn well that game is very visual. I wouldn't be able to play it competitively. But goddamn, even casually though, you know, I used to play Marth for fun casually, and 
you know, sword characters are fun in these games. I don't know, man. I'm maybe that's the casual in me talking, the scrub in me talking. Or, you know, you know, I am a big fan of swords anyway. You know, I have a, a collection of replicas myself. Sword characters are just fun in these type of games, you know. <laughs> you know, um damn, man. They just are, you know, Marth, Roy, Ike. Um who else is a sword character? Link. Um, you know, we got some new ones coming to Ultimate. Um, sword characters are just fun. You know, Shulk a little difficult to use, but he gets it in. I got a homeboy who mains him, you know, and, um, man, I have to pick up Mark, man. Laluna, you know, he really, um, kind of inspired me, man. I have to pick up Mark and try this whole melee thing. I'm going to get wrecked, but I'm going to be like, you know, Laluna inspired me. So take it easy on me. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, shout outs to Moke. Um, um, you know, to Moki getting getting fourth, and now we move on to losers finals. Okay, so this we have La Luna going up against who did La Luna go? I mean, who did uh, oh against none? Um, and uh, you know, here in losers finals, man. You know, none would go out third place, but I think this is the match that um not only was I a little disappointed, um well no, it was three one um La Luna and in the match uh before this I forgot to mention um uh, I forgot to mention this. La Luna is a type of player who likes when players play their best. And when you're at this level of play, you're on the stage, those tournament nerves kick in, especially in top eight. And Moke let it show. La Luna was destroying him. And it got to the point where twice we had back-to-back four stocks. And what happened was when when Moke would get on his when Moki sorry would get on his last stock, what he would do is he would just jump off the stage like he would literally give up and you could see La Luna and he he mentioned it later on in his interview, um he he still showed some respect for him and saying I know he didn't play his best I would have liked him to, but when we when we play each other again I'm sure he'll do better. He didn't like that Moki was giving up so easily. You know, he didn't like, you know, he he likes to play players when they're playing their best and and playing their hardest. And even as a viewer, that was hard to watch. It was hard to watch Moki just say, you know what, fuck this. And in the last game, he didn't do that, though. Um, He definitely didn't do that in the last game. Um, He he fought all the way through. And he actually was able to get some offense going. And I think he got a stock or even two. It wasn't a four stock. It wasn't like... 12 straight stocks. But those first two games were brutal. And it was re- it was really hard to watch Moki just kind of give up and, you know, jump off the stage and, you know, rage quit, basically. I guess that's the Smash Brothers equivalent of rage quitting. Um, you know, instead of pausing the game and then having to press A, B, X, Y, Z, down, back, forward, side to side, up and back, yeah, around the world in 80 days type stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was... um. Hard to watch, but La Luna did move on and he earned uh, the right to fight none. And once again, man, none 
uh, a strong player, but Lalona just making it look kind of easy. 3-1. Um, Shout-outs to Nan. He goes out in third place. But um, So our returning champion, um, not going to be a two-time champion like uh, our boy Larry Lure in uh, Street Fighter Four. And now let's talk about Grand Finals. Once again, you guys kind of already know how this went because I told you guys, the boy Hungry Box. This guy's ridiculous, man. I've been, he's one of the players that I've actually gotten to see quite a bit. And um, I was supposed to cover this game at Evo uh, when it was at Evo and I never got around to it. I did watch the top eight and he didn't, um, I think he got fourth in that top eight. Um, I know he didn't win that, but he always looks on fire, man. Like he, he always looks ridiculous. And I, and he's one of those players who's similar to um, La Luna. I was wondering, um, who sent him the losers? Cause I think if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, he started Evo top eight in losers. I don't believe he was in winners. Maybe, um, you know, like was it Leffen or or Mango Armada, one of them who might have sent him? But I don't. I think he started in losers. But either way, this guy, I you know, I first saw him at Evo years ago. This had to be years ago, like twenty thirteen, fourteen, or fifteen. One of them was like twenty fourteen or fifteen, and he won. It was one that he won, and and then I started hearing a lot about him and then I was like yo this guy must be the shit he must be like that guy in smash you know and turns out yes he was you know um this guy's just ridiculous of course he beat la luna three straight games no bracket reset don't pass go don't collect $200 and once again the reason why this guy's so ridiculous is because it wasn't free la luna has played hungry box before He's never taken a game off Hungry Box. But here's the thing. He he gets him to last stock. He's got he got him to last stock, I think, in two of these games. And he just can't close it out. Like that's the thing. All he literally needs to do is close it out. He's never taken a game off the off of him the few times they've played. And you know, he gets to that last stock. And he doesn't choke or anything. It's just Hungry Box is just that good. And remember, I told you. La Luna was on fire up until this point. He was on fire. The dude caused a tear in loser's bracket, ripping through everybody. Then he gets to Hungry Box, and Hungry Box is like, Yeah, I'm still hungry. I ain't full yet. Neither is Jigglypuff. You know? So, you know, shout outs to um La Luna though. Great player, man. I, I think I'm a fan, yo. I am a fan fan i loved his interview afterwards by the way he did use or try to utilize some of the tech that zane used um to be i do but and i'm sorry if i'm if i'm if uh that name is wrong i do believe it was zane uh that zane used to beat hungry box with marth um great interview from both of them afterwards um and la luna man i'm a fan but congratulations to hungry box um no surprise man best in the world at melee um you know uh he's gonna go to some more majors um you know i do think i do believe hungry box is a florida brethren so shout outs to my florida brethren hungry box um and yeah I, I i'm pretty sure he's gonna take at least one i'm saying two more majors this year before this year's over for melee 
this guy is too good. So congratulations to him for winning his first dream hack. Um, Montreal, if he goes back next year, he'll be on a tear as well. No doubt about it. And um, I wonder if he can repeat like Larry Lur did. I, I don't see why not. So, you know, and he did. And he did make Evo this year. Um, top eight. And I remember thinking the same thing that I was thinking with La Luna when I saw it. I remember thinking, yo, who sent Hungrybox to losers? Because if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, he started off Evo top eight and losers. So I was like trying to think like did Leffen send him to losers did Mango Armada send him to losers like because uh that that was just you know crazy to see um but nonetheless um he got fourth at that tournament as well if I remember correctly uh I believe it was fourth he got at Evo and you know anyway congratulations to Hungrybox still the best in the world um I really enjoyed the interview from both of these guys once again and, you know, looking forward to seeing everything that uh, both of these players have going their way. And there you guys have it. Like I said, two tournaments to cover here. So, gave you guys pretty much just the general breakdown. Um, no crazy breakdowns here. Um, you know, it's just me doing it on my own. And once again, I can't thank you guys enough for the appreciation um, and, and the patience um, for the lapse in time between these breakdowns while I'm getting everything together to give you guys the, the information. So, um, thoroughly enjoyed these. Uh, and remember guys, at FG Central one on Twitter. FGCentral1 at gmail.com is the email for any questions, concerns, uh, feedback, <laughs> comments, uh you know, whatever you guys want to do, you guys just want to chat, um, you can email or Twitter, and remember guys, FG Central is the podcast, you know, you guys can listen, oh my god, there's so many options, there's, uh, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Apple, oh man, there's so many options, so, you know, don't forget to share and let everybody know, and, um, SCR, Southern California Regionals is this weekend, 2018 so um since it's just me still i'm not gonna be doing like pools or top 32 coverage but i'm gonna be doing as many of the top eights as i can so look at here listen here tell your mama your daddy your mother your father sister brother i know that's redundant um your cousin your nieces your nephews your girlfriends fiancés tell whoever okay um tell everybody tell the world that whatever game they like to play or whatever game they like to watch, they have a home here at FG Central. Okay? <laughs> so, doing it for you guys, trying to bring you guys the best coverage possible for all of these games. And with that, peace world, and I'll set you guys free. Well, I'll let you guys go. <laughs> so, I don't want to try to sound, I ain't trying to sound like Spooky. <laughs> you know, shout outs to Spooky. Um, love those guys, um, Spooky, T.S. Saving, but um, I'm going to let you guys go.